Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast by us, the Penny Bloom Podcast. Today we continue with season six, episode seven, titled The Broken Man. It was released June 5th, 2016, written by Brian Cogman, the Cogman, directed mm-hmm. by Mark Mylod. I am Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And uh, yeah, yeah, this one, uh, this one a banger. Mm. This one a banger. Maybe, and I don't know. I haven't given it much thought. Maybe one of the best single episode arcs that there is in oh, the yeah. entire show. Um, Definitely the best single episode character of the entire show. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. I was. I'm trying to think of any other single episode arcs that go. Well, I guess maybe of like being introduced and having it all in one go, not like a main character's arc in an episode. That's yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, um, but like this, I, I don't know. This was just it was written so well, and the, it, letting it breathe throughout the whole episode too. Like, it's not just all in one go. You get like little chunks mm-hmm. of it. I, I'm assuming we're talking about um, good old brother, brother Ray. Ray. Yeah, good old brother Ray here. Um, yeah. Man, no, this this one was was awesome. Just to for one, get the hound back um and see him again, which is God, awesome. I'll never forget. I will never forget watching this for the first time and just basically Tiger Woodsing getting out of my fucking chair. Yeah You know, like uh just going fucking nuts. But uh that is actually where we are going to start the episode here, even though it is also where we finish it. Uh, we will begin in the Riverlands, so if you're ready, mm. we can get it rolling. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. So to to start the episode, we we are shown Sandor Clegane revealed to have survived his wounds from his battle with Brienne of Tarth. Uh, he's living with a band of villagers uh, and a gentleman, Brother Ray, their leader, is a Septon, and mm-hmm. he uh, he speaks with Sandor and recounts how he had saved Sandor's life after having mistaken him for a corpse. And when Ray mentions justice, Sandor remarks that if there was justice in the world, he should have been punished. And very mm. quickly, we get my line of the episode where, Boom. you know, he says, yeah, he says, uh, if there were any justice, I, why haven't they punished me? And Brother Ray goes, they have. Mm-hmm. And it's just a wonderful little key insight into the way the hound perceives himself. Like, oh, it was devastating to hear that, man. Like, you've been through fucking hell, dude. I was going to say, like, that you haven't been – like, you don't, you didn't think that things were not going well for you, you know? Like, I mean, may, I, yeah, I mean, that was – I don't know. It, this whole arc is just perfect. Like, it, it's oh, a dude. perfect way to reintroduce him as a character and then, like, to show that, like, this is obviously a life – like, he is never the same 
really after that. You know, mm-hmm. like he he already changed a little bit with Arya. Oh yeah, of course. Arya, but but this was. Oh my god, I oh, I yeah. just absolutely love this, and and also just the. I want to get a group of people go out. I mean, they were building a church. I'm assuming, you know. Yeah. yeah I, so I don't know if I want to. I, I don't know if it, I just like. I just want to go and just build a build building. a village, guys. Let's and do this and thing. you know, like they had they had just the people cooking. Like the food was getting ready right there. Like it was great. And you know, when you rung that bell, everyone was like, "Let's go!" Like this. Yeah. That's fucking. This I don't know. It's all a commune. Um, I guess that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is is this is this too much to ask for? You know, I, can we we got land and you know the land that's not being used? They wouldn't fucking know. Let's just go somewhere, build a building, uh, just start a village. You know, I guess we might get pulled up on. Uh, in Game of Thrones, they get pulled up on by the the Brotherhood, Brotherhood. but maybe we get pulled up on by the U.S. government wanting yeah. their land back. Oh, but man, uh, we uh, we should just maybe we should all just take every fucking golf course across America and just uh, make turn that into land that's used for something decent. Um, well, you don't think golf uh, provides a very useful, practical benefit? Hey, I think uh, for. For rich, for rich white dudes, yeah, uh, it provides a great outlet to you know get away from your wife and kids for ten hours out of the day, um, mm-hmm. and just uh, drink the whole time. Drink, while you do it. it's an it's insane pissed. game. Yeah, it's um, crazy. It's a crazy lifestyle that that people is. live there. Yeah, they but need- uh, no, yeah, no. I uh, I went Ian McShane as uh, as Brother Ray for my performance of the episode. Um, I love Ian McShane. I'm a big fan of his. Um, he's uh one of one of the more more interesting characters in the John Wick uh, stratosphere. Um, he he runs the Continental. Um, and he's also Al Swearingen in the HBO original series, uh, Western called uh, uh, Deadwood. Uh, he's he's the he's the main character there. Um. And while I have not watched it, my dad has, and I've popped in enough to watch him in it and be like, "Yeah, this guy is fucking great." Um, I think he's in Kung Kung Fu Panda as well. And I literally, like, I literally saw a TikTok of a scene. I've never seen Kung Fu Panda, but it was him like going off, I think, or like just uh, having a talk with the panda. And it was it yeah, was the, uh, apparently he's Tai Lung. Yeah, he's Blackbeard was, he, in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Winston in the John Wick universe. Uh, I love Ian McShane and the fact that he has this one episode in wow. out fantastically I memorable thought. role. Yeah, I immediately threw the Hound in there for my character, but I think the character that I meant, you know, I think the Hound doesn't really do much here. I, like, it's actually, more where, where he goes from here. Yeah, I think Brother Ray actually deserves the yeah. character. I, I like that you gave him performance. I'll give him. I'll give him the character uh, so that he can at least get one each. Because, um, yeah, he, I don't think he has any, any more opportunities. Um, nope, he's happened. super dead by the end of this one. Um, shamefully, Question. but it's true. Question. By his own doing, or did they do that to him? No, they strung him up. That's Yeah, I guess would be very tough to do that. I mean, he was uh, high up there. I was just Pretty wondering if, like, if, if they left him, you know, at the end and he just i don't know that's possible um, you know it's it's not it's not an impossibility i think that the uh given the surroundings it would have been rather difficult 
for him to <laughs> yeah. have to have done yeah. that. Um, yeah, that is true. Um, not like a very tall chair that he's got nearby, and a. You know, I guess you could have just climbed to the top and then just. I suppose he could have. I suppose he could have. Uh, um, I don't. I'd, I'd rather I kind of perceive this to be the brutality of the Brotherhood without Banner yeah. stuff. No, um, yeah, I, I think so too. Um, but but uh, jumping the gun there a little bit. Sorry. I mean, like, there's not much that goes on in the storyline beyond that. You mm-hmm. know, uh, at a at a gathering, a trio of men from the Brotherhood without Banners arrives and attempts to extort the group. But upon finding out that the group has no worthwhile possessions, they leave. And the Hound warns the Septon that the Brotherhood will return and that Ray should defend himself from them. And he tells Sandor, violence is a disease. You don't cure it by spreading it to more people, which is a fucking bar. Yeah. Uh, the Hound does respond, though. You know, In kind and in fairness, uh, you don't, you don't cure, cure it by, it by dying. dying either. And like, Brother Ray, definitely more. You know, that's the lesson you should take away, I think. Um, yeah. But... No, that's, uh, man, like, what a, it's crazy how one guy could just come into the show, and, like, he's never been in the show before whatsoever, but he is clearly, like, the performance and character, like, character of this episode, um, which is just incredible, and I guess it's, you are kind of hyped that, like, oh, I'm seeing the Hound again, I'm gonna, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you're kind of extra in on it already, um, but then it just so happens to be a, an amazing little, very well com- like packed storyline. Oh yeah. Well, and you get this little like uh, the next scene where he's talking to the villagers. He's given his sermon of sorts, and he's mm-hmm. like, "I was you, basically." Yeah. To the hound. I um, was the arsonist. You know. Uh, yeah. They told I'll me to burn down that village. I was. I'll yeah, be a murderer. Like, you know. Uh, like, yeah. Usually, a when you hear like a religious preacher talking. It's not this, you know. Usually, well, I love. I also love um, the beginning. He's like, I don't fucking know what the gods are and what they want or who they mm-hmm. are. I just know that I got to do some good, and this was a pretty good way to do it. Perfect, a you perfect know? way to to wrap it all up. You know, I'm I'm too caught up in the how the fuck is the god of death doing all this stuff with the face of black and white? How's the Lord of Light doing all this shit with all them? And he says he's like, I don't know if there is this one, that one, or if they're all just fucking the same. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But at least I know there's something greater than me yeah. going on, and I'm like, "Hey, you're fucking you. You got you're the on real it, one, dude. man." He's yeah. like if Davos was devout, you know. Um, yeah, you know, he Davos is- has the same attitude about things, but he he goes, "But like, what's it fucking matter?" You know, he's like, "So like, does any like?" I think maybe now that's different because he's watched John, you know, return from the dead. That could make a religious man out of anybody, I would guess. Um. Yeah, Shadow Baby and Resurrection of John Snow. Yeah. That's like, and you know, maybe he's just like witchcraft. You know, maybe that's all he thinks at this point. You know, like maybe it's not, maybe it's not religious <laughs> zealotry for him. But regardless, uh, I love, I love Brother Ray. I thought that he did fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Ian McShane is wonderful, and that that whole monologue where he like looks at him, he's like, it's never, it's never too late. You know, to do good. Yeah. Um, like, uh, uh, I'm assuming he does that, like, just talks to everyone. You know, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. You know, he gives little sermons and stuff. But this one was, was definitely aimed right this at, for at the hound. Yeah. Um, and, and man, yeah, it was just done so well. Visually, it looks incredible. I just love the locations they shoot. You know, this is just some hills, 
somewhere gorgeous. in Europe. There's probably, a shot in the next part whenever the hound is alone chopping wood in the trees, and you see the pillars of the trees, and then the pillar that is the hound. He's a he's such a large and imposing man mm. that he fits right amongst the trees, like almost perfectly. Mm. Um, yeah, and they introduce. Oh, I forgot about that. That's how they reintroduce him. You have like five people carrying a <laughs> log, and then you just see one dude just freaking just tanking it you know uh and they're like that can only be one guy you know you're yeah, like this uh, this is this the is the return it. of the hound man this is i mean like probably once we get past the main families once you get past you know the starks the lannisters targaryens etc mm-hmm. top two favorite character in this show besides besides the main cast it's him and davos and i've talked i was gonna say does davos count as main um like he's he's not a big family but he's he's main character enough to kind of fit that stark and target oh yeah no like i mean i i think he's about as relevant as the hound is you know uh and more so to the grander story um but like in terms of relevance and uh prolificness within the story and showing up it's i'd say they're about on the same footing um i like that trying to think if there was anyone else i don't think so that's kind of like that big and just an overall kind of cool guy too uh they're i don't know davos bron Bron, yeah yeah okay kind of fits that bill i guess yeah he's he hasn't been showing up as much you know, no, when, when he's, he's not with Tyrion, I think it's been a slow one for yeah, him. Him and, uh, him and Tyrion, I think, was the power duo there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, they, they just work so well together. But him and Jamie, they they find a. I feel like they get a groove. Yeah. They get, um, they he, get a little bit of a they get a little bit of a buddy thing going on. Um, but uh, yeah, later on, while the Hound is out in the forest chopping wood, he returns to find all of the villagers murdered and the Septon hanged, and Sandor picks up his axe and heads off. A man on a mission. Um, yeah. And that's actually technically where the episode ended, but we will be doing the rest of the episode now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, meanwhile. I didn't. Okay. I, I wonder if I gave it my scene, but it, it kind of was so broken up. Um, oh, yeah. That, like, not one, like, if you could put it all together, I think it's the scene. Oh, yeah. You get a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like, it's a perfect, yeah. it's a perfect little structure to the episode, but, mm-hmm. uh, Meanwhile, Jamie and Bronn are leading the Lannister army to the gates of Riverrun, where the Freys attempt to coerce the Blackfish into surrendering by threatening to execute Edmure Tully. And the Blackfish calls their bluff and is like, go ahead, fucking kill him. You kill him, you don't have anything. You know, like he knows they cannot kill him. This is a fucking stupid methodology they've got going. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, Jamie rolls up on on the, the Frey boys and is like, Y'all fucked up. 8,000 men just came from your rear and you did nothing to stop us. Nobody saw us coming. What the fuck are you doing? And Bron's like, you're lucky we're friendly. We would have fucked you in the ass by now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love... I don't know exactly the verbiage, but he was like, you know, what would you do if I if I told you to, like, I don't know, listen to every... Out of something... Like, listen to me or I'll slap what, what, you in the face. Or, what, you kind know, of a, what kind of a man doesn't make a threat? What kind of a man makes a threat he's not willing to hold to go through with what if i told you i was going to smack you in the face if you spoke another word and i yeah. didn't do it well That's i would right. <laughs> and he smacks the shit out of him um 
Oh man, no, it was yeah, it was done very well. I I, I like Jamie coming in. The visuals here are actually pretty good. Uh, I love it, specifically more of like the drawbridge and like uh yeah. I, like that. But but no, this I don't know. I guess a, a little Jamie and Braun so far, you know, here because because he's like, man, those those men definitely need to learn how to like dig a trench better or whatever. And Jamie was like, yeah, they do. Uh, go go fucking. Go Go do it, you know. It's got to be someone. Jerron's like, oh my god, come on, I dude. Loved, I like, love the and also the reentry of the Blackfish, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing him show yeah. up with his like scaled armor, which is so fucking cool. Um, mm. But uh, you know, he rejects he rejects the Lannisters' offer. You know, um, mm-hmm. he's, they say if he surrenders, the lives of his men will be spared. And he warns Jamie, you know, I've got two years worth of food in this bitch. And while hundreds of my men will die defending the castle, thousands of yours will. So we'll see about it. Um, and then, you know, Jamie goes back and talks to Bron for a second. And Bron's like, why don't you just fight the motherfucker? Uh, or, or Jamie's like, I'm thinking about like fighting the motherfucker. And he's like, uh, well, he's, he's an old man, you know? And he's like, well, you've got one hand. So I take yeah, the old they, boy. You know, and fair enough, they do have a moat and a drawbridge and castle walls, you know, like, the Blackfish was kind of, I mean, like, kind of spitting there. He's like, what the fuck are you going to do? I have walls, holding it down. I have a castle. I got two years of food. Wait, you going to climb the wall? You're going to climb my castle walls and let me just slaughter all your men? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Come on, dude. Do it. Um, you think he actually cares about Edmure, though? Like, do you think it was, like, um, partially, like, you can't, you're not going to fucking kill him, so I'm not worried? Or, like, he's like, eh. Uh, like, if it happens, whatever. Uh, He's been in... The twins I think a little bit of both. I think that he's he's definitely calling their bluff. I think that is first and foremost what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, first and foremost, they cannot kill him, or else they have nothing. They have zero leverage whatsoever. They ca- they literally cannot kill him. Um, the other thing is that he's already lost his entire fucking family. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone and in his Edmure's family is just dead. Prison cell, yeah, or whatever, as well. Basically, been gone to him as well mm-hmm. already. And Edmure wasn't, you know, I mean, no offense to the guy, but um, as far as all of them went, you know, Cat, Blackfish, Rob, um, you know, that counts. And that not to mention was- that now he's married to a Frey. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. Is that if they kill him. There's no Tully and Frey marriage or a lot, you know. Yeah, no, like, there that's the thing, is that, like, they can't win by killing him. If yeah. they kill him, the Freys have no claim to this castle. Mm-hmm. If they kill him, they have no leverage up on the Blackfish. There is there is nothing strategically sound about this move. Um, hmm. They Who's might the as well, oh, at this Frey point, they that's might right. as well just give him back. Yeah, that's how insignificant of a hostage Edmure Tully is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they really run it. They used to have some pretty good hostages, you know, back in the day. They they killed Rob and Cat. That was a pretty yep. big there. You know, the Lannister, always the kids or Jamie yep. was even a prisoner. You know, like the prisoners used to be high value targets. Now, now, now we're just chilling with Edmure, Edmure fucking Tully. Edmure Tully. Um, um, hey, he does volunteer to be king at the end of the show, so. You know, at least he's a real one. 
Um, Sit the fuck down, Edmir. You know, like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Come on, like, uncle. Doesn't, you know doesn't, this ain't about you. Does anyone uh, actually say anything to him, or is it just silence and then he sits back down? No, Sansa, Sansa goes, uncle, please. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sansa's like, sit sit down, okay? This is not you, okay? I know, I know what you're doing, and of course you would, but no. Everyone's gonna say no. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. But, uh, we then head to King's Landing where Queen Marjorie is studying the seven-pointed star at the Sept when the High Sparrow enters, and they discuss the passages she's been reading, mm. which is about the mother's love and mercy. And Marjorie notes that in the past she pretended to love the poor when, in fact, she only really pitied them. And uh, the High Sparrow, I like, I liked what he had to say here, you know? Like, we, we hate the poor because they they reflect us mm-hmm. shorn of our illusions. You know, yeah. they, they we, we hate them because we have the potential to be them. Um, and it's like, you know, like philosophically every once in a while, he's got a good point, you know, like he's got, he's got something to say, you know, um, yeah, like him and talking to Jamie and the sept, he's like, we are nobody, you know, you kill me, nothing happens. We mm-hmm. kill you. That goes down in history forever. We change, you know, we change everything, you know, um, like it's, yeah, he's, he has his moments. That's for sure. I, I, his movement and everything, I, you know, I could, I could care less for, but man, he, no, yeah, he, he immediately it. follows this like kind of cool moment up with just disgusting shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's really cool. I loved like his whole, like the most, there, there are people who have read every word and have memorized every word of the seven pointed star and don't have an ounce of the mother's mercy in them. And there are illiterate men who know the father, know the father's, you know, spirit or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it was, it was, it was a cool little moment. And I love Marjorie. Marjorie was a very, very close contender for my favorite character of the episode, simply because she's, she doesn't have many left. Um, mm-hmm. But there's, there's a really awesome game she's playing going on. And I, lo- I loved it. But uh, yeah, the high sparrow, you know, he, he asks her, you know, why haven't you joined King Tommen in the marriage bed? You know, she's like, well, you know, the desires that once drove me no longer do so. And what a weird combo I, to have with your priest, you know? Yeah. Hey, yeah. noticed, uh, you haven't been fucking, uh, you know, recently. What's what's up with that? You haven't been um, fucking the child. So yeah. what's going on there? And I guess from him, he's like, you know, we need an heir. No, yeah, he's know, the king. Like, like, he's the king. Like, so it's a whole other set of circumstance, obviously. Like, but, you know, Marjorie's like... To just appease Tommen. He's like, we need yeah. this guy happy so we can just do whatever the fuck we want with him. So, hey, I know what makes him happy. Go ahead and uh, join him in the yeah. bed please. Um, yeah. And she's like, Oh, well, you know, the desires that once drove me no longer do so. And the high sparrow's like, you don't have to want it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you still got to do it though. You know, yeah, like, regardless. Duty, man. like it's just part of the job. It's, it's what you signed up for when you became queen. Uh, mm-hmm. and the high sparrow then makes a thinly veiled threat against Marjorie's grandmother, Elena stating that while she is a remarkable woman, she is also an unrepentant sinner. And, mm-hmm. uh, after that, Marjorie returns to the Red Keep, and Olena meets with her under the supervision of Septa Unella, and it will never not blow me away. I tweeted about this earlier this week, um, that Hannah Waddingham, the actress for Septa Unella, is just like an absolute fucking milf. Blows my goddamn mind. Uh, she is she is one of the most attractive women I've ever seen in my life, and the costuming and is makeup that, department. That was the co- oh, that was the tweet. It's her. It's her. Whoa! Did I not think? I did not think. Did you watch the video? I the, the video that I quote tweeted with it. I watched that and I'm astonishing like, astonishing woman, just just an Amazonian 
wow. sight to behold. Uh, and this like, is the role they give her. They give her a barely speaking. Uh, it, hey, she's know. got a presence though. Like she, is, she is a tall, imposing woman. You know, so like, I think more than anything, this just shows the range she has. She was also a a one off episode role in uh, Willow, which again you'll never be able to watch. Mm. Um, Damn, yeah, that, legally anyhow. Um, true, true. But, but yeah, uh, this, yeah, I love, cannot believe that's her. Um, yeah, I no. I watched all that video, and no part of my brain was like, "This is, this is Septa." What? Uh, yeah, Unella. Uh, Nella, yeah, no way uh, was I thinking that. Wow, I will never think of of her the same again. Discovering that was just one of of my young life jarring. One of the most jarring moments I've ever experienced. I was like, yeah. "That's the shame lady." Um, but uh, regardless, mm-hmm. Elena insults the Septa until Marjorie comes to Anella's defense. Elena pulls Marjorie into another room in an attempt to gain some privacy. But Onella simply follows them, and Elena's like, hey, you ain't in the Sept anymore. I will have them beat you until I say stop. And I might not say stop. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I love I love Olena. Like, she's I just... I do, too, man. She's just incredible every time she's up there or on screen. And yeah, she, she doesn't really have much power anymore, though, is the thing. Like, usually she had a lot of, you know, oomph behind everything she was saying. But now it's like she's kind of backed into a corner, you know? Like, yeah. she can't... She can't really do much right mm-hmm. now, um, and this—I I don't know. It it is very like Unella. Note like she knew uh, like something was going on here. She's like she oh, yeah. saw that something happened there, and like oh well, your mood changed very quickly from hey go home and being like I will never leave your side to okay, uh, I'm, I'm content you know with with going yeah. home now or whatever. Um, and was this really the best that Marjorie could do? You know, it just uh, a, a rose? I think it's know? just to let her know that you, like there's actually a really cool parallel that I've never um I've never thought of until this watch and it was it was very hard for me to not go with Marjorie after this. Uh the the rose she hands her is mm-hmm. a symbol that she is strong and she is still there and that she is she is with it. Earlier in the show, mm-hmm. Olena says something about how the rose is a symbol of weakness. It doesn't impose strength. It doesn't impose anything. Um, ah, I do remember that. And yeah, this is the flowers. first time it's been used to be like, I'm, I am here, you know, like, and it's, I thought it was powerful. Like it gave me chills when I watched, like, and I never put that together. I like, I, I like mm. I said, I've watched this four or five times now. And I've never put that together, but I think it even like fills Olena with like a strength in that moment. And it's like, I thought mm. it was like a really powerful moment for something that oh, yeah. in the past has been regarded as weak and as, as small. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. I didn't put that together, but I was just like, I thought it was going to be like, uh, Hey, you'll be meeting the, talk to this person. Or, right. I don't know. Or like know, I guess- a, they will they will march you through the streets if you don't leave something like that's mm. that is what the fucking yeah, point is in um, this in the it's it's a a way without words to say all of that in one yeah i guess yeah. so yeah it, it does work um, but this is the last time marjorie and olena ever see each other oh my god she does go home huh mm-hmm. and then kaboom yep this is wow. the last time they ever see each other um it's a damn shame it's a damn shame but uh 
Yeah, is Marjorie. Mace you know. Does Mace What's blow that? up too? Does Mace blow up? Yeah, is Mace, Mace is gone. Yeah, he goes. Wow. He goes. Well, oh, Lena's the only surviving member of the House Tyrell. Wow. So, like, wow. whenever they go and she gets poisoned, they've destroyed another great house. Like, that's what the Lannisters have done. Um, I remember that scene. That scene is pretty awesome. Of yeah. Her just except you know, um, but we're far. Uh, that's that's like next season, right? Definitely, because yeah, the sept has to blow up. Yeah, she she takes the poison that season seven. Yeah, I mean, like she's on Daenerys's war council before that too. So like she's got she's got a little bit left in the tank um, as far as what she does before she dies. Um, it's not like we just see her again when she's about to die. She, uh, I think, she advises Daenerys with the most important piece of advice she ever receives ahead of season eight, which is, uh, "You're a dragon." Be a dragon. Um, yeah. Fair I would enough. say she took that advice to heart. Um, yes, she did. Yes, she did. But this, I just loved the scene. It was very difficult for me to not pick Marjorie, and ultimately, it's just a testament yeah. to how strong some other parts of the episodes were, um, or the mm. episode was. I like uh, the whole. You know, uh, she's become a great friend and an advisor, and she's like, "What have they done to you?" You know, like what what are they cooking in there? And, yeah. uh, you know, Marjorie's like, uh, you know, the gods could have punished Elena and her allies for marching on the great step, but instead they showed mercy and Elena retorts that they marched on the step for Marjorie and Loras' sake and that Loras is still in prison. Uh, and she then tries to convince Marjorie to leave. There's nothing legally holding her here, but she says that her duty is to be at the king's side. She is the queen, you know, after all. Um, but, uh, fair yeah, enough. she, she pleads for Elena to return to High Garden. And slips a piece of paper into her hand, the one that we've spoke about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, Elena agrees to acquiesce and walks away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I didn't think of it as the last time they'll see each other, but it's the last interaction they yep. have, which is super sad, you know. And wow. like, there's this air of understanding that that's the case, you know. Uh, she like she says something like, "I, I will, I will always love your grandmother," or something like that, and it's like. Yeah, it's 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 pretty sad. Like that's a it was a good fucking scene. Um, but uh, damn, damn. Later on, Cersei confronts Olena about her plans to leave, telling her to remain for the sake of Marjorie and Loras, who were still imprisoned. And Olena retorts that the reason all this is happening is because of Cersei, as she was the one who allowed the Faith Militant to reform and allowed them to arrest Loras and Marjorie. And Cersei admits that she made a mistake with the Sparrows, but insists that an alliance between the Lannisters and Tyrells is more important now than ever. And hmm. Olena refuses her, noting that Cersei is neither influence nor support anymore and is surrounded by enemies. And she tells Cersei that she, Olena, will be leaving the city as soon as possible and that Cersei's utter defeat is her only consolation. Yeah. Like, I don't have much left to look forward to, but man, looking... It just have you seen, fucking lost? Yeah, seeing you fail, that's... I can't get anything more gratifying in life than that thank you cersei for failing um yeah i thought i mean that was usually you don't see cersei get talked to like that you know that right. that doesn't happen uh, few people really. have that ability and olena is one of them mm-hmm. um, oh yeah yeah a little just a little a little brief lena hetty um a little i don't know a little scene here oh but, man this one's kind of moving along we've only got two locations left um, yeah, there's it, not many locations, just very lengthy time in each one. With each one, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but uh, 
We're in the North next, where John Sansa and Davos begin searching for allies to retake Winterfell from Ramsay. Mm. And uh, first, with the help of Tormund and one one, uh, they secure the allegiance of the Wildlings and their elders, led by Dim Dalba, who are still indebted to John for saving them at Hardhome, and are aware that Ramsay and his allies will wipe them out if they do nothing. Um, mm-hmm. I loved, I loved John here, and I loved Tormund, and this, this is the storyline that makes stuff difficult to go with anything else. Um, yeah, this is just the shit, man. This is where all where all it happens. Uh, I love Tormund. I love I loved this shit, man. Uh, I gave the line to one. I shouldn't one. be doing this. I shouldn't have to ask you, but I do. You know, uh, that that whole thing. I fucking loved it. Uh yeah, and and like the it took like real convincing. You know, they were like, we don't want like. I mean, we're grateful for you know being you know past the wall and not dead by all those guys. But like, why we don't want to really go fight again? He's like. Well, uh, Ramsey will kill all of you too. The people aren't really kind to the wildlings, and they're like, "Oh, that's that's actually." That's, and Tormund, that's kind when of he right. steps up and he's like, "This man, his own people stuck a knife in his heart for us. He was willing to die for us. If we're not willing to do the same for him, then we deserve to be the last of the free folk." And I was like, Damn. "Okay, okay, Tormund, you know, yeah. like." Hype man, we we got Tormund and Davos, uh, John's hype men that just follow him around everywhere. And uh, but I gave I gave one one the line because he I love how he is just the deciding factor. Yep. Almost every time, like even in the first meeting they had, like when they're all in the hut and they were like deciding on what to do with the dragon glass or something like yeah. that. I think Fuck I think he I think he maybe he was I don't know what he said then, but I think it was kind of like no, we're on this guy's side. Like yeah. No, I, it, he might have no. said snow. Uh, that's yeah. what he said this episode was just snow and uh, just walks off and everyone's like, yep, all right, well, we're in. If one one's in, I mean, we we kind of got to be. Um, yeah, right. And so, I mean, I, I loved, I don't know, just John, you know, we were, we heard them talking about going on this venture to go gather all their army and everything. Dude, this was an outstanding Before, little but, just spot by spot episode fucking mm-hmm. loved it um yeah. yeah like just going around the north just trying they're to almost like video game cutscenes. yeah like a little it's like bit they fast traveled yeah. yeah it's like they kind of just like fast traveled to the next uh town or keep or whatever you want to call yeah. it um no i love no. i love after the little meeting with the wildlings disperses where john's like uh you sure that y'all are gonna join us and uh torman's like hey we're not clever like you motherfuckers when we say we'll do something we're gonna fucking do it um amen it's, uh, traveling to Bear Island, Davos shows John and Sansa the letter sent by Lyanna Mormont, rejecting Stannis's plea for help. Um, mm-hmm. Good old Lyanna. Uh, no, this what a great like. We get the Hound back. We get uh, only if Pedro Pascal could have been in here. We could have had like the the Last of Us, you know, team up before it even happened. Right, right. Um, but no, this. I mean, John. It's it's tough not to give like. All the nods to just, eh, I mean, like the North. Yeah, it's just it's hard. It's hard to beat John's story. It's it's just too good. It's it's. He's got the most the compelling rock. cast of supporting characters around him as well. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of quality of character, you know, like when we go to when we go to King's Landing, there's like a couple good people, and it's a bunch of shitty people. When we go to Essos, it's like Daenerys is the obvious 
she's she's obviously the best, but right now she's not with Tyrion, she's not with Varys, she's not with Masande and Grey Worm. So that storyline mm-hmm. is kind of like it's fine, but it's not like it's just kind of like whoa, she's badass, and that's all there is. But when John. it comes to John, he's got Sansa and Davos and Tormund and the rallying of the camaraderie of everything. So right now, it, he's just the most compelling place to be. Now, when Daenerys reunites with Tyrion and Varys and Masande and Grey Worm, shit changes a little then. But uh, mm-hmm. the, right now, like this is this is the mm-hmm. place. Um, but oh, yeah. uh, they then travel to Bear Island where they meet with Lyanna, the 10-year-old head of House Mormont. And uh, ah. this is the first appearance of Bella Ramsey. You know, we we discussed The Last of Us earlier this year. Um, and she is she is just a pleasure to watch on screen, an incredible actor. And uh, almost, you know, if Brother Ray wasn't in here, um, oh, very, I think very she, she might have, she could have, yeah, she could have uh, stole the, the character nod out of here. Oh, this is the scene, though. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I was I was looking through the rest of the episode, and I was like, I I can't in good faith uh, spread. I was like, if I could combine all the Hound and Brother Ray into one, yeah. I do that. But uh, as just for the episode, as one scene goes, this one was this is it, man. Oh. Um, yeah, Sansa and John try to flatter her with uh, some small talk about her mother Mage and her uncle Gior Mormont. However, Lyanna is unimpressed and aggressively brushes them off, demanding to know their business in Bear Island and. Lyanna initially rejects the request for help and stresses that House Stark is dead. You know, he's a snow. And Sansa, he doesn't even know. any. She doesn't even know anymore. Lannister, Bolton, whatever. Um, you know, they can't, they can't be considered Starks mm-hmm. anymore. And Lyanna is initially unconcerned about the threat of Ramsay. And before Lyanna can dismiss them, Davos intervenes. Uh, my character of the episode, Davos. Um we, Beautiful. We'll get the switch, the back and forth. Yeah, this. Yes. Oh man, gotta love Davos. Um, oh, that's Brother awesome. Ray. I gave I gave Ian McShane the McShane the mm-hmm. performance for Brother Ray. You gave him the character. I gave Davos the character. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. No, just uh, just dominated this one, man. It's uh, it's too good, and uh, it's the it's that time whenever Davos goes into salesman mode. I love I love Davos going into yeah, salesman like, mode. All right, kids, you tried your best. I wanted you to do it to get some experience, but now let me show you how a season. Let me show you how it's done. Uh, you know, do he it. discusses his background. He goes, I know, I know what position he must be in. You know, you never anticipated you'd be in the place you are. And I certainly didn't. I was a smuggler and a kid from Flea Bolton. I mm-hmm. love when he says Flea Bolton. Oh, God, man. His, his accent just, yeah. it's so, it's just, I was just perfect. a kid from Flea Bolton. Oh, uh, God. But, uh, you know, he, he says there's there's no there's no man more worthy of following there's no more there's no man more worthy of the name stark basically um mm-hmm. and he manages to convince them by you know warning her about the danger of the of the dead uh you know it they they're strange. coming and you know she looks at john you know is this true and he's like yeah um your father your uncle fought them at the fist of the first men i fought them at hard home we both lost um yeah yeah, not, not, um, it, it's crazy how no one knows, you know, like that's it, it, in the viewer. You're like, yeah, this is obviously the main threat. This is obviously the biggest thing we need to worry about. Yeah, and, it, but no one, it's like even Sam's brother, you know, like Sam killed a white Walker and he's, <laughs> those aren't fucking real. What the hell are you talking about? You know, he was yeah, like, right. he laughed it off last episode. So it's like the common perception is just, okay. Those are whatever. a myth. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I, I absolutely love almost every time that Davos talks up John, the camera, like you can see John's face. You can see Kit Harrington, his face in there somewhere. And he hates being talked up, you know, like, he, oh, yeah. he, he, like he he's like, think he's worth that, you know? No. Yeah. Like, it, but Davos couldn't be saying like, it could not be more true. There could not be one yeah. person that deserves to be talked up more. And John is just like, like, it's, it's like he hates. It's like, you're making me look too good, Davos. You know, he's like, st- like, please, like, I don't know, but it's like, he's like, can- he's like me whenever everyone's singing happy birthday, bro. Like, uh, you know, like it, people gather around, they sing happy birthday. You don't know what to do with your hands or your Ish. eyes. You don't know where to look. Uh, all right. You know, um, thanks guys. Yeah. Like, know, uh, I know this is well, for I me, but like, it, but shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Does anyone actually like being sung happy birthday to? You know, is that Narcissists. ever good? True, um, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's just the true tell. Is like, yeah. Watch, yeah. You know, I'll watch my kid grow up, and if he likes being sung happy birthday to, I'll know something's going wrong. <laughs> you get in this you know, fucking like, face, you'll never fucking like this again, okay, buddy? Um, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be a terrible parent. Uh, <laughs> I, I, just, I, I feel bad for my kid already. I'm just, I'm, I don't know. But uh, ultimately, uh, Liana agrees. You know, they will contribute their men to the fight. And they, they ask, you know, how many <laughs> men can we count on? And she, she leans over to her advisor. She, she listens for a second. 62. Um, and they're like, six, 60, uh, 62. Um, and, uh, she's like, we're yep, but don't house. worry. That's oh, like 620 proud. men right there. Yep, we all um, fight with the power of 10 men because we're so passionate. And Dallas is it. like, all right. If, if they have a, if yeah. as ferocious as their lady, the Boltons are doomed. Uh, why, why is Davos just such a good, he's such a good people person, you oh, know, dude, like he is. with, with Shireen, um, like everyone just loves Davos, you know, he just knows exactly you what can't to not, man. He's the shit. Um, God, it, it's yeah. it's wonderful, but uh, later on, John and Sansa travel to Deepwood Mott to secure the allegiance of House Glover, and they receive a frosty reception from uh, from the the head of the house, who points out that the late King Rob failed to protect his home from the Ironborn, despite his being one of the Stark's most loyal bannermen. And Rob did not come to his aid when the Ironborn invaded Deepwood Mott, imprisoned his wife and children, and brutalized his subject. Uh, unaware that this was Rob's intention, but he was persuaded otherwise by Roos Bolton. There was a time when Rob was like, we should go to Deepwood Mott. We should protect mm. them. Um, and Roos was like, no, we don't have time. Damn. I didn't know that it was actually that. Because when this guy was talking, I'm like, eesh. I was like, these kind of, I mean, there's not much you can argue here. Yeah, no. Uh, with the foreign him, like, whore and... You know, all he's that. stuck like, in his way. Like he's like, yeah, nope. I once served House Stark, but got yeah, right. See you later. Like there's none of that anymore um, happening. And I don't know. It, like I guess as respectfully as he could have done it, though. You know, because he was like, I I took you in. You know, I, I let you come in here just because of your father. You know, who your father was and everything and and now the rumors are true yeah the rumors are true you have let wild through um who's the army made up of and he says the bulk of the force is made up of wildlings he's like ah i didn't want to fucking believe it i didn't want to fucking believe it you're a bitch get out of here you know like uh just uh the the prejudice against wildlings is intense in the uh in the north huh um and outside the north i mean horn hill how much does randall tarley have to deal with fucking wildlings you know um 
Never. No, it's just it's just everyone south of the wall right. just has that view. It's just it's just what it is. Um, we hate no the poor one... because they're a reflection of us, shorn of our uh, uh, illusions, as mm-hmm. uh, he said. Exactly. It's like, and the illusion there is these people are running for their lives because of a threat that people don't even believe is real in the mm-hmm. first place. So why would they want to think? That that could happen to them, you know. It's right. like, yeah, no, no, it has to be fake. They have to be just these savages. They have to be, um, just everything they're chalked up to be. But uh, you just sit down with one and talk with one at at dinner, you know, like Gilly. Like once you put that trick, dress man. on, like how the fuck would you even know? It's not even like a race thing. Like with a ra- race, it is stupid that it, there's even prejudice on it in the first place. But it is something that is very obviously no words have to be spoken you know this is a where you're born and like yeah. it like prejudice the, prejudice doesn't make sense in that's any true. Capacity, i'm trying i yeah. get what you're saying i get what I'm you're trying saying. to make sense of it oh. yeah but yeah what a uh i mean as respectfully as john could have been let down mm-hmm. you know a little harsh but uh oh it is maybe but it's there's not much and, john can say in in yeah, response, like, you know, uh, he's like, yeah, and Sansa tries, but she gets shut down very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And in the yeah. end, John and Sansa managed to recruit three minor houses to their force, Mormont, Hornwood, and Mazen, adding only 405 soldiers to their 2,000-man yeah. army. Um, and Lyanna and her men are seen among the Stark and Wildling forces. And Davos deals with the brawl among the Wildlings and Northern soldiers, having been at John's side you know, a little bit ago, along with Sansa and him. Um, and despite being heavily outnumbered, John is adamant that they attack Winterfell as soon as possible before Ramsay rallies more forces and before the weather turns on them. And Sansa disagrees, instead opting to try and recruit more houses like House mm. Kerwin. And when John refuses to change his mind, Sansa begins to write a letter. Um, and we know how important this is and how it actually wins. It's a very crucial letter. Very, yeah. very crucial letter here. Yeah, I was like, at first I'm like, wait a minute. Who's she writing up? Who's, who's yeah. she calling right now? Little uh, who's, she, who's she texting? Um, and, then, and then it hit me and I'm like, oh, very, very, very important. Yeah, this is why um, they win the Battle of yeah. the Bastards. Is because yeah, I'm like, because oh. at first I'm like, what is she trying to do here? I'm like, is it, I'm like, what, am I missing something? I'm like, does she... Try. I'm like, what is she doing here? And then I'm like, oh, duh. Uh, literally the reason they won um, in the first place. Um, well, and the fact yeah. that we're here, bro. We we're, reached we got... this camp, and I was like, we don't go anywhere else. The next spot for them is the Battle of the Bastards. I was like, holy shit. Like, it is sneaking up on us so fast, the end of this show, that, like, I don't even really realize we're in, we are technically at the end of season six now. You know, yeah, yeah. It's like we have one episode, and then it's the Battle of the Bastards. You know, like that's we've been talking about the Battle of the Bastards in season one. We're like, yeah, I can't wait to get there. I mean, it's a while away, but uh, when we get there, we'll, we'll, you know, it's obviously one of the great. And we are one episode away mm. from getting there. I guess two, but you know, we have to watch one more. Yeah, we have to watch one and then we're there. Um, but uh yeah, we'll uh, we'll top off this episode in the free cities. Um where Theon and Yara take the Iron Fleet to Volantis <laughs> to hide and rest inside a brothel and 
Theon, I love the way they depicted Theon as being in a complete fucking panic around all this. Um, yeah. Despondent as Yara and the others carouse with naked and semi-naked prostitutes. And Yara repeatedly tells Theon to drink some ale and he repeatedly refuses. And, you know, mm-hmm. she she taunts him a little bit about like, oh, it doesn't appeal to you much anymore. And it's a shame Theon can't say it. Um, but no, it's not that it doesn't appeal to me anymore. It's that I can't fucking do anything about it. You know, like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, this is the worst place he could be right now. Like for even the, the thought of drinking is like, like he, he couldn't drink. He was a servant, you know, he had to be the one serving all the drinks and stuff like that. So like even drinking was like, uh, but then he's in surrounded by sex and that's like, you know, yeah, he's not having a good time, um, at all right now and literally in the back of his head he's like uh so uh our uncle he's like uh trying to kill us right and yara's like yeah uh while we're alive just when we're alive we are a threat to him so obviously he'll be chasing after us and theon's yara's got mad game too man she uh she was doing some she was doing a number on this on this woman here um but uh you know uh, the the whole thing she's like big big ass world we got fast ships. We're fine. Don't worry, yeah. man. We're going to go to the Dragon Queen. We're going to get this no shit figured out. It's going to be okay. And she says no one has an ass like that on the Iron Islands. You know, I lo- like she's – I like this was – yeah, it was awesome. Her, I forgot like what else she said to Theon. She was like, you know, I've I've been on the on a boat, whatever. I've been – I haven't had a time to sit down and just just enjoy myself. I'm definitely going to tonight, you know, yeah. sort of thing. I'm going to go fuck the tits off um, this one. That's um, right. That's right. Yeah. Um, god no yara yara's dope i love yara man uh I, before the show is out has she got i don't think she's gotten a character not she has she's gotten one um hey. but uh she will get another before the show is out um because i fucking love yara she's the uh, i think she recurs even less she's like the next tier down from like davos the hound Braun, and those guys simply mm-hmm. because of her lack of presence she's just never there but she's the top of that tier you know what i'm saying like uh as far as the iron islands go oh best not, character out of the iron islands i for mean sure. yeah it's not even not even close it's just that she belongs to the iron islands group that doesn't just the whole iron islands don't have an impact really whatsoever in the greater right. game of thrones story i guess until you're you're on does kind of go crazy here um you're now, on but like, shit um yeah before they were in the War of the Five Kings, but I sure as shit would not have thought that he was one of the five kings. Like, one of the five kings in the War of the Five Kings was fucking... What's, I, don't even I would have thought a Mance Raider before uh, fucking Balon. Balon. There it is. Yeah. Um, um, so, heesh. But yeah. uh, regardless, Yara, you know, trying to persuade him to regain his former identity and self-confidence... And she will need his assistance in getting justice and retaking the Iron Islands from their uncle. And when pressed, he says if justice were served, he would be burnt and hanging from the walls of Winterfell. And she responds, fuck justice then, do it for revenge. And uh, eventually she convinces him to put his guilt aside, get him a few drinks, and yeah. help her. Because she Drink. needs him. She's like, I didn't tell you to stop drink. Come on, dude. She's like, you fucking, are you a pussy? What are you doing? Drink the ale. That moment when he looks up after he finishes his drink and he's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, we can do this shit. I'm Theon again. Yeah. yeah. Um, A little bit. Yeah, he's, he's coming back. Um, but yeah, they're, they're going to Marine. 
They're going to forge an alliance with the Dragon Queen, and uh, she's going to go fuck the tits off this one, and that's it. Um, Hell yeah, Yara. Um, Hell yeah, Yara. Love me some Yara. But uh, we're going to top off the episode here with Arya, who had, uh, although we last saw her hiding in the dark with a mm-hmm. needle, uh, the scene opens with Arya walking openly through Bravos without needle. And with her hands, uh, you know, behind her back, and she approaches two Westerosi traders drinking at an outdoor table and negotiates passage to Westeros at dawn. Um, loved this scene, you know. They're like, what the fuck? Where'd you steal this from? Do you care? No, not really. All right, you get a hammock. We leave in two days. Tosses another bag of silver on them and goes, we leave at dawn. I get a cabin. See ya. Uh, picks takes up the her bag cash. back. Yeah, yep. takes it back, being like, you'll get it when I'm on the boat. You'll get it when we're and, there. Uh, you'll yeah. get it when we're there. Uh, God, so clean too. Effortless. Just, just, uh, boom. I need a ship. Got it. Boom. Gone. I'll meet you. I'll meet you at dawn. Yeah, we'll um, see you. We'll see you she, then. She does need to get out of there, though. She's like, I need to get. I need to leave out of here um, because I'm gonna be assassinated. And we next see Arya standing on a bridge, admiring a view of the Titan of Bravos. As you know, this is one of the last times she's ever gonna see the motherfucker. And uh, when an old woman approaches her. Sweet like, young lady. Sweet girl. Oh, you're such a sweet girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> prison, like in prison. Like she got yeah. jived. Like, I mean, just like a shivved in prison. Um, I mean. Yeah, no, um, I remember watching this for the first time going, oh, no. You know, like we lost Aria. Mm. Um, this has killed a lot of people in the past. This exact methodology. Um, this is oh yeah she did go just how not i guess how cat went she went how rob's wife well talisa 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 she went how talisa went but no baby uh just uh just aria um just there she kind of went how talisa went yeah because it was just just in the gut right that's all all yeah well first a fucking slice across the gut oh that's the first thing she does is then turns her around and and it's like yo yeah that's not good not good and i mean come on wave come i mean like obviously Arya needs to live and get out of here she's a very massive character that will go on to kill the night king and all but like your her one sole mission is to kill Arya, and that's all she cares about she looks at looks over the bridge for like you know 30 seconds May not even ten seconds walks away. I mean, it's it's a TV show. I understand. Uh, she she got away on some steps. Maybe she just went underwater and fucking swam for like a good five. Yeah, minutes no, it's straight. like what she had to do because but, I mean, the blood. Like she thinks that the blood trail is not going anywhere. It is right there. Fair. Like that is fair. Yeah, but. Regardless, uh, Bravo's not looking like an ideal place to, you know, get stabbed in the stomach a lot. Um, as she walks through the streets and just gets glares. Um, they, these people are so used to the house of black and white. Like, I literally think it, like, it is that, like, important, or it is just a part of their life that they have a house of black and white people that just go around killing people because, a play, a freaking actress in a play decides to order and hit on another actress just because she's jealous of her. So people are doing it for that. Like, and who even knows how that even worked out? How the like 
the Lord of or whatever is like okay with that. It seems that it's like if you want someone dead, they could just do it. Um, so yeah, I think I don't know. I it's either that the world's just so fucked up at the time. Like, what are they gonna do? Maybe they're like, well, you're dead. Like, look at you. Uh, we don't have any medicine or you know, we have no hospitals. We have none of that at all. So like, maybe they're just like, well, if I start to help you. You know, I'm, I'm going to deal with a dead girl in the next 10 minutes or so when you bleed out. So, may, I don't know, maybe that's just it. Or or maybe it's just they're so used to the idea of people just being killed that they're like, this has to be the House of Black and White's business. I am not going to intervene. You know, it's like right. I'm, they, they they got their thing going. Death is just a they thing. They almost looked – it wasn't even like worry. It was like – or like uh, it wasn't worry. It wasn't like – apathy like nobody was like ah well that's just what happens they almost looked fucking like disgusted yeah they were like like, look at her bleeding all over my wares what are you doing Um, yeah they're like what are you doing what do you like it's like what else is she gonna do (laughs) you know uh i don't i don't know um but man yeah how Good on Arya though. Got the will. Got the will to survive. The That's will sure. and the way. Um, the will Man, and the I... way, if you will. Mm. Can't wait till she kills her. I'm assuming that happens. I just have no idea how it happens. I'm gonna let it happen naturally. I'm not gonna look forward. No, I always, good. I always, I always want to. I always want to go to the next episode and just scroll down a bit and see right. if I like it jog something. But it's better for it just to come up, come up naturally again. But. But yeah, that Man. concludes the episode, and it's another quick one. You know, like it was, uh, yeah. it's, it's all very simple, um, all straight to the point. And that's kind of something that we're getting to at this point in the show is that, you know, there's not much. I feel like the show is lost. Um, and I didn't really realize this, but we're kind of getting to the point where it's losing its layers almost. Like mm-hmm. there's not as much, uh, it doesn't feel like there's as much to dig through getting into the later later yeah. later of season six um it's all pretty this is what's happening this is why here we are um yeah and like even the i mean it's it's not like it's terrible like the hounds you no, know, no 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 it's not bad great it's any just means. There, there was this feeling of like even though we're on such vastly different parts of the world it all felt connected like it, it still felt like all one massive thing and now it's just kind of like well it's grown to the point to where we could have our own tv show in bravos mm-hmm. our own tv show in in marine you know and one in king's Landing. it's like you could have a whole show of just that so yeah. it's it, i mean I, it is probably just a matter of the show has grown so much it's been on for six seasons yeah um, and you know i said that but you know the hounds yeah. the hound story in this one marjorie story in this one there's still some layers to peel back there. It's not like it's losing it completely, but I think we're well on our way at this point to that, you know. Um Yeah, things just need to happen now. You know, mm-hmm. the the setup has been happening for quite some time. They have been building up for for five seasons. Uh you know, and now they have to do it on their own this season to build up to whatever is coming, which they don't know. You know, D and D they don't know. Like, really, I guess they know the bare bones of whatever George is telling them, whatever they can, you know, squeeze out of them. But it's, it isn't, you know, you did say, like, uh, I think episode five, you're like, all right, now we're, we're going to 
start to see the downward kind of slope, you know, of uh, of everything. And it's it's not like the show just takes a deep dive. And it's like no, 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 no. We're it's, it's it's a slow and like season six. I wouldn't even say it's I like season six is the last truly great season of Thrones. You know, um, yeah, like it. It's going up and up and up. You get the door, and then like a little down moment, and then battle right, the bastards. Going, yeah, and, then, and, and it's just, just you know, yep. Um, shoot right back up for the penultimate episode. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, this this one was. I don't know. I I I thought you know last episode we were saying it wasn't really written as well. I think this one was was written a little bit better. Was oh, this was this D and D or was this the Cog Cogman? It was Cogman. Okay, good. Um, good, good, because. Whoever wrote, edited all of the things of the Hound and and Brother Ray's story, like deciding to actually break it up and and not just have it all in one go, and like, oh, uh, I I mean, it was it was paced perfectly. The performance was unbelievable by him. I think like as far as the performance nods of the episode, I think um, yours is the more true performance. Um, I just I wanted to give well, Davos something, and I love I, I don't know. Let's admire the fact that Liam Cunningham uh, just earned Ugh. his first performance nod. That is his first? Yes. Is it? You have one. I have a Liam you, Cunningham? You gave him one in season three, episode one. Does that throw off the count now? Fuck. Did we not know we had a Liam Cunningham performance? I don't think I did. I don't think I Ardo Hyres. Hmm. Episode one, Liam Cunningham is what I see. Um, see, what did he do that episode? Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily know what happened uh, that yeah, episode. I don't remember but either. I know that I just controlled F. Saw that he, he did pop up one other time and I was like, oh, I, I probably gave him one. But no, it did come, I guess, from you. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That. Wow. In a long, it's been a long time. Almost three. I mean, one, two, three, almost four seasons worth of episodes for say, him to get another one. So he got his fourth character nod this season alone. Um, uh, yeah. Wow. So that puts him at six total. Um, yep. Cause he got the finale of last season yes. or season three. Sorry. Uh, not season, and not that last. sixth one makes him. We've got John in the lead with twelve character nods. We've still got Ober and Martell kicking it strong at second with ten. Um, third <laughs> lies with Tyrion. Fourth lies with Daenerys, and fifth lies with none other now than Davos, motherfucking Seaworth. So mm-hmm. that dude. All right. It's going to be crazy when we get to the end and we actually have just like a ranking of who our favorite characters basically were. And it, right, it, I guess right. it's, it's not exactly our favorites. Sometimes it's like, ah, oh, well, we're not going to get another opportunity for this guy. Like right. maybe if someone actually earned it. But I, I'd say that all that will factor in over it's the It's a good quantifiable way to, yeah. you know, it'll be a general outline. You know, you might not feel exactly that way, but it's, yeah. it's, a, good, it's a good metric. Um, yeah. But yeah. What uh? What are we feeling for this one? What are we feeling mm. uh? Rating wise. Well, I mean, having the hound back was pretty hype, and and that storyline was very enjoyable, and like emotionally enjoyable as well. 
uh, which doesn't happen quite often. Um, I thought Marjorie, you're, you're right about Marjorie. Marjorie game, Marjorie's game that she's playing is incredible mm. right now. Um, it's all for not. And it's strong. Yeah. Yeah. It is sad that she is just going to blow up. But like, I would like to see like what her, her plan would have been, you know, if, it's if surviving. She, yeah, I guess true. I, that's it. She's it's like, it's living. She heard from Loris, like, no, we have to let him win. Like, the, I'm I'm giving up. Like, there's no way I can stay strong through this. So Marjorie was probably like, okay, I'm going to let them think they've won. I'm going to let them think that they've got me. I'm going to play into their, you know, e- everything that they want me to do. But until I can have a moment of getting out and do my own thing, then I'll start my real plan. But does she ever get a moment? Like, does, like, because she blows, is it the penultimate or is it the finale that it goes? Kaboom. It's the finale. That is the last episode of the okay. of the show. So we have, I guess, I don't know. So there are th- four more episodes to where she could do something or try to get things in motion. But like, right. I feel like she's just she's under the eye of the high step. Like, he, he, there's nothing that she can really do, anyways. Like, mm. who's she gonna go to? She just sent Olena home. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's it is sad. She is just surviving. But I think I mean it's definitely um a rise up from last episode. That was an eight five. This I think is, this, this is, is a, this is a strong contender this for is, one of my favorite episodes of the season so far. Yeah, this, I would say Is it a I don't I guess I guess nine seven five, maybe or or um, uh, I think even that's there. high. I would still say nine five. Nine five? Um, okay, because I was like I, I don't it's not a ten, I didn't think. Uh did we give any nine seven five we gave to episode two home? Um, Johnny wakes up. Fair enough. Um, I like that. We gave an oh, and nine five book of the stranger episode four. Uh, we gave a nine five. That was a good as well. So yeah, okay. I think I think that fits. And then now, good old critically. Well, we gave last episode a nine. That's that's the floor for this one. The highest we've given any this season is a nine five, and that was the door, episode five. Um, is I it mean, just that um, I would say it's a little less I would say 925 I think it's mm-hmm. strong I think it's strongly written I think it's wonderfully photographed um, very well performed but um, you know mm-hmm. I think that there's there's room to grow here yeah and that's episode 2 home we gave a 925 critically so I think I can dig yeah cause 95 the door I don't think it was I don't know. I don't know if I can give it give it that. It's um, not that. But with that all said, it is a nine three three. Um which would put it on the same let's I feel like we've had some other nine three threes. Yes we have. Uh The Mountain and the Viper. Wow. Uh, that was episode eight of season four. That one's memorable. Um I know that one without any hesitation. Another nine three three. Kissed by Fire, season three, episode five. Mm. Um, don't really remember what happened. Kissed by fire is that Daenerys burning and or not burning? Is that it's a egret? I think is more the uh... okay. Kissed by fire. Oh, it's right before the climb. Um, ah, it's John loses his virginity. Kissed by fire. Ah, let's go. That's uh, okay. That kind of fire. I see. And then uh, a couple episodes in season two as well. Looks like it's tying up with the old gods and the new and a man without honor. 
Um, got a couple nine three threes and the finale. Wow, the Larmagulis. Yeah, I got a lot. I guess that is a common score, but it's in good company. And it I is? do think I agree. I agree with it. We got some fun. We got some fun times ahead. We got some fun times behind. And now, uh, when we sign off here, I'm looking forward to recalculating to see which thing I have that has one too many. I know um, it always happens. We're always one off, and then it's like, oh fuck, we didn't have that one. Shit, that throws yeah, a wrench. Yeah. That throws a wrench in there. Um, but uh, at least this one, it's uh, it, I have one too many. You know, I think it'll be a little easier to find one less. You know, um, but regardless, mm-hmm. uh, with that, we will conclude this episode of Winter Is Blooming. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, and the like. For $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Head to Twitter, follow at pennybloompod, follow on Letterboxd at pennybloompod, follow on Instagram at pennybloompodcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening and to continue downloading. It is a huge, huge help, and I appreciate it greatly. Uh, if you were digging us, come back next week for season six, episode eight. This season is heating up. Uh, the end of this season particularly is one of the most memorable finales uh, or two last two episodes of season ever um, mm. and anything. Um, so we'll be back next week for season six, episode eight. Um, this Wednesday, we continue our director spotlight for Michael Mann. Uh, it'll be our last one before... Um, his newly released Ferrari on Christmas day, but uh, we'll be talking uh, collateral mm-hmm. collateral this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited for that. And we continue our comic book movie journey through film this Friday with X-Men first class. So just a good week, good week mm-hmm. all around. Oh yeah. Um, very, yeah. very happy with it. But uh, yeah, Christmas day, come back season six, episode eight. Um, Hmm. And uh, that'll that'll be a nice little Christmas gift yeah. for y'all. Um, and I'm very very excited. Man, it would have been nice if it could have been the Battle of the Bastards, though. You know, if that was hey. the the Christmas hey. present. That's New Year. That's right. that's what a way to start the new year with the Battle of the Bastards. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Fair enough. It does work out. Uh, works out all 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 great. But but yeah, with that. We will conclude this episode. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It is always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And snow.